I haven't seen a full-on spirit since then, but that was like the catalyst to me knowing that there's more, that when you go to the other side, you are your truest essence. Welcome to the soul of everything. This podcast is an adventure in the psychic nature of reality that I've experienced since I was born. My name is Chelsea McLeod Schultz. I'm a psychic medium, psychic portrait artist, and psychic meditation guide. And in my world, everything in existence has a soul. Trees, people, animals, people who have passed away, time and space are no barrier to the truth and connection to these souls. And every single soul in the universe is part of consciousness. So it just wants to be felt, seen, and understood. If you're here, you're gonna be on the psychic adventure of experiencing your emotions as information about your past, present, and future. Trusting that your body knows before your mind does, which is how intuition works. And opening the door to communicating with your past loved one opening the possibility that your past loved one communicates already with you in your daily life. So let's go on the adventure. Loren Magda is a visionary artist who births whispers of the universe through the symmetrical lines of her organic, colorful art. You will see nothing like it. It's totally a soul level creation with Loren and the universe that comes out of her. I am so lucky and fortunate to call her a long-term friend and client. So you'll hear from her about her experiences with seeing someone who's passed away when she was very young and get into how she creates her art from a meditative state, approaches her life to do what feels the most like her, and has benefited from going into meditation and listening to her soul in each moment as she creates. So here's Loren. Okay, so let's talk about your experience that happened when you were six Mm -hmm. that made you think very differently about dying and what it's like to be on the other side. Do you want to talk about that? I was six years old. My family was living in a home that we were about to move out of. So it was like in the week prior to moving, if I remember correctly, because all of our stuff was in boxes. And this plays into the story because that night was different because I was sleeping in my parents' room on the floor, actually, which is strange, but I'm a strange person, so that makes sense. Next to my mom, my dad was in a different room sleeping in my baby newborn baby sister's room in case she were to wake up during the night so everything was kind of out of whack that night it was you know during the night i was sleeping my mom was sleeping and she started screaming and she like took my shoulders and from the ground she like picked me up and was shaking me and i like you know startled awake we saw the silhouette of a man walking just as any normal person man would walk we didn't see any features it was just like glowing like 
like oil slick, like colors on the on an oil slick or colors in that like kind of move around slowly on a bubble. Mm-hmm. And they were like soft pastel colors. And he was he was pretty bright, glowing. And he just walked in the open doorway of the bedroom and walked into the attached bathroom. And from that, that was it. My dad came in, turned on the light, asked us what was wrong, and I was so young that I don't really remember the moments after that, like what was discussed or, you know, my parents were kind of sweep things under the rug people. So we didn't really talk about it, but every now and then I I just have to reconfirm with my mom that it actually happened and it did. I haven't seen a full-on spirit since then, but that was like the catalyst to me knowing that there's more. You know, I don't think anything is unbelievable because when you've seen something like that, it really opens up the floodgates of what's possible. I'm not scared of death. I don't think I've ever really been because I know that there's something more and my belief in that has just grown over the years. To this day, I'm like so honored that I was able to see something that's like not of this dimension. It was definitely probably the most life-changing experience I've ever had. And you made a piece of art recently in reference to seeing this holographic man, is that right? Yes, I did. And I've always wanted to, but I've never like, I've never had the vision of what it should be. And it, it sometimes, like I said, when I create artwork, I just sit down and it just comes out of me. But this time I saw something that made me realize it had to be I saw this really ornate old door, like a skeleton keyhole. It was a keyhole. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And the piece is a lot darker than all of my other art. Most of my art is very like colorful and vibrant and light. But this one, you know, there's an, there's an essence of like not knowing everything about that situation. So I wanted to convey that with darkness. And the only thing that's color is the inside of the keyhole. It's the the glowing colors, the pastel colors of the silhouette of the spirit that my mom and I saw when I was six. So let's talk about Ma, your grandmother. She likes to come through often. I wouldn't be surprised if she's here now. (laughs) Yes. As we're we're talking about her, I believe she entered the room. I can feel... So whenever Ma comes around, Ma has this silvery blue energy I can feel it she's right here now she's right on the right hand side of you and she's very very present the first time that I saw Ma was at Loren's wedding so Loren got married in this beautiful place that has a ceiling that's all constellations and she was standing up at the altar with her soon-to-be husband and her father-in-law who was marrying them and I saw this silvery blue figure almost like the fairy godmother, come behind her and smooth the back of her wedding dress. What did it feel like to know that Ma was there in that moment? (sighs) It was the best feeling ever. I'm so glad that you said something to me because, you know, it, it was one of those full circle moments because when 
I met my husband, my grandma, Ma, was passing away. She was in her last days and it happened very quickly. So it was very emotional. And she was like the rock of my family. She held everything and everyone together. So that loss was to be the greatest loss of my life up until then. And because I met Brad in that same month, we formed this bond that allowed me to, which I'm very, very lucky for because I know not everyone has something like this happen. But I've, I even put this in my vows. When Ma was going out, Brad came in, my husband Brad came in. And it was like this, almost like a passing of the ships in the night. Like I, I truly feel like it was like that. And my grieving process was so, so much easier than it would have been if I was just alone. So it was in my vows. And I think I remember you telling me that when I, when I said Ma's name, when I said Ma in my vows, that's when she appeared. And it's so affirming that you said that she was smoothing the back of my dress because she was just a very tactile person she was always feeling something and like you know she had a dog and she would always like be petting him like incessantly and so i was like oh that is totally what she would do and she also had blue eyes and she would often wear the color blue light blue and she would always wear light blue light blue eye makeup um, eyeshadow so I'm not surprised at all that that's her color and she just knowing that was like so special and knowing that she's always around as you've told me before is so special and I feel so so much more connected to her now almost than I did in, in you know in our in our life because I know that when you go to the other side you are your truest essence. And like, I feel that now. So I talk to her a lot. <laughs> she did, she likes to visit and she is here with us now. I can feel I can she's, feel it. she's can almost feel got her. like one hand on your back and one I hand on feel, mine. I can feel her. Yeah. yeah. So there is one other time that that happened. Lauren and I were talking at a local coffee shop that we love that has since closed down, which we're bummed about, mm -hmm. but we were there and we were sitting towards the front where they have these big wooden countertops. And we were talking about how Lorena would look up at the sky when she was little and feel like the universe was just this infinite place, the same way that she feels with her artwork now and about these things that kind of come through her. And I'm not even sure how we got on the topic of Ma, but she does like to appear as soon as we talk about her. And we were standing there and I saw Ma touch the back of Loren's shoulder on the right hand side and so all I did was touch Loren's shoulder in the same place that Ma was touching and maybe you can talk about what that felt like. It really felt like magical tingles and I get them I get them all the time now I don't that was like thinking back to it that was the first time that I felt those like intuitive tingles um, and it's something that happens to me often now. And it was just really special. It, it felt like when you said fairy godmother, that's what it felt like. It felt like she was like imbuing me with some kind of like, with love, just pure, pure love is what it felt like. And yeah, just, just magic. And you know, I'm not, I'm almost like not sad that she's gone anymore. I feel like she's, 
you know, in a place where anything that's painful is just gone. And I know she had a lot of pain and trauma in her life and uh, it's not there anymore. So she can just look over me and my family now and just, yeah, I just see her as, as my fairy godmother. She's definitely my guardian angel, I can tell. Tell people who are listening about the style of art that has emerged from you in the last few years and how that started. Sure. So my style of art currently is, I would call it like semi-abstract. It's very colorful. It's very intuitive. In rare occasions, it will come from like a meditation. I get like a a clear image of what I want to do. Normally, my art starts from like my heart space and I just sit down and I do a couple of lines and they're very organic. It really is a very, very meditative process for me. And that's something that I lost throughout the years growing up. When I was little, like most of us have that like intuition that's like straight from the source. But before my art was like very static, a lot of portraiture and animals and copying other artists and things like that. My development of my art came from a couple of your chakra meditations that you have recorded and the two that led me to this like realization that I needed to to do symmetrical artwork that really like changed everything were the throat chakra meditation and the solar plexus meditation. I did both of those back to back and then it wasn't until three months later when the imagery that I got within those meditations came full circle and I was at like a cabin on the river, an Airbnb on the river with my husband and I was in the woods on the ground as a typical Taurus while my husband of cancer was in the river and in the meditations I had seen a river, me playing in a river as a child and then just like having my feet in the river as an adult. That was in the throat chakra meditation. In the solar plexus meditation, I saw an elephant, like an Indian elephant with like the beautiful symmetrical painting that is done on their faces sometimes in India. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And I saw the color yellow very vibrantly. And I I was like, okay, that's cool, but I have no idea what that means. And like I said, it wasn't until three months later when I was in the forest near the river, it was a river trip, and we had gotten back from the river that day, actually. And so I was drawing on my iPad, and I had never thought to look at, like, the symmetry function within the Procreate app that I draw in. And so I pulled it up, and the first line that I put down, and it, like, was symmetrical from one side to the other, was just, like, this... (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. It was like the best feeling ever. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to like work as hard. It just felt really natural to like have the the drawing on one side reflected naturally on the other. And in that instant, I felt like I, I started to own my abstract way of creating. And that was like the jumping off point for all of my work moving forward. And... It was a really big moment in my artistic career. 
So cool. <laughs> so talk a little bit more about when you started going into the zone with your artwork, how did it start for you other than the meditation and how has it progressed since then? Um, over the course of about, let's see, I guess four years, my art has grown from just honestly non-existent. Like whenever I would make something, I wouldn't feel good about it, so I would stop. And that was that's referring to the portraiture and like the animals and stuff like that. So in like 2018, I started to like just get back to my roots of doodling and like doodling and I would doodle in the margins of my like notebooks at school, especially in math class because I'm your typical artist and I do not like math or anything logical. So I would just doodle and it would like allow me to like get in that, that zone space. And it's just the best feeling to me. And I know it's the best feeling for a lot of people because a lot of people refer to it, whether they call it the zone or in flow or the flow state. Athletes get into it. You can get into it when you're driving, meditating. There's like so many ways you can get into it. But for me, art has always been that like catalyst and like it's the best feeling and I wanted to experience that more and more in my artwork because I always had a problem with like continuing on in a, in a drawing or a painting I would just like do part of it and then stop because it didn't feel good it didn't feel as you would say like the most like me and I wanted to cultivate that so I just kept doing these doodles until and like honestly they started on post-it notes I would at the time I was a graphic designer full-time and I would sit at my computer and when I would get bored or when like files were opening and closing I was waiting and I would just doodle and then eventually they became bigger pieces and involved more color and layers and I just feel like that's what art is that's what good art is is it just like you feeling in the in the flow in the zone and then like iterating on that feeling over time it's just based on intuition yep and I remember in the beginning we talked about how you didn't really want to set up your palette and even getting you to start quote unquote doodling on a post-it note felt like, can I do that? Is there permission to do that? And you move through that really powerfully to the point now you're going to paint a pool. You're going to have a painting on a billboard. What's your biggest piece to date that's just taking over the space in your house right now? It's that candle piece. Yeah, that one. And that one just, that one feels small. Every time I do a bigger piece, it feels big when I first started and then I'm like oh no this is too small and it's weird because I started on post-it notes and I didn't ever think that my that my artwork would ever be like worthy of being on something bigger but not to say that smaller work isn't worthy smaller work is beautiful it just depends on the artist and how they feel about it if you feel like you're meant to do that kind of small work and it feels really good to you, then it will hold the same power that a large piece holds when someone does it in a way that feels most like them, like what I do. So the biggest piece, yeah, the biggest piece I have right now is 24 by 36, and it's a candle, and it's symmetrical, just like all of my other work, and it is like radiating different colors out from the middle of the candle. It's called Eternal. 
and it symbolizes that nothing ever ends and you know the universe is infinite that one specifically came from a meditation so i was meditating outside a year ago in my hammock and that image just flashed in my mind and i was like okay guess i have to do that now but i'm planning on a lot of a lot bigger pieces from here on out i have like a four foot circle that i want to paint something that i think is really like really really powerful yeah a pool so that'll be the biggest to date <laughs> awesome yeah we know from speaking to your work when it's manifested itself either on the ipad or on the canvas or on these different surfaces now that it just wants to be so big it just wants to be as big as a building as big as possible so you will see loren's work on the side of the building on the subway on sidewalks on billboards probably in the future and i believe it i believe it because it's what it wants and you can feel it when something wants to be a certain way you can feel it and a big part of my friendship with you and my working with you in different different ways throughout the years has been to like cultivate my intuition and to understand it a lot better a lot better and to trust it i i trust my intuition now even when it seems silly to like when my intuition says something and i'm like what why but if I don't trust it then I'll then I'll see like even the other day I was like if I take my keys with me to this restaurant because I didn't need to because my husband was driving I did not need to take my keys I used my keys to open my door my car get my sunglasses I should have put them back in the house but I didn't and I had that you know whatever the universe internal feeling whatever it was it was like don't take your keys and then I lost them for the second time in a week and it really like threw me off. So I did find my keys, but yeah, my intuition has grown immensely since I've known you. And what you just talked about is the most important part is that everything has a soul. And so the soul of your artwork has something to say and it wants to be something, even the soul of your keys. <laughs> and it's funny that we're talking about your, your piece that has a keyhole. I'm looking right now at you and you have the key tattoo mm -hmm. on your clavicle and then the, the lost keys brings us to a really good part where you lost something else and because we asked the soul of the journal because we talked to the journal directly which is what you had lost it had been missing for about a month I believe or mm -hmm. more it was a long time for me because I journal every day <laughs> yep and so we decided that we would just ask it where it was in your house and we found it almost right away mm -hmm. and so we want to play that clip for you now so here's that clip of loren's journal telling us exactly where it is and loren finding it because i was just asking the journal where it is the first thing that i pictured was that it would have been like shoved like either under the bed or like on the side of the bed somehow like it would have maybe gotten under like it's got to be oh my god oh my god I think you might be right because that's like the one place that I didn't check. I'm on my bed right now. Let me check. Let's see if we find oh it. You're right. It was right. It fell on the side of the bed. 
So we did your soul reading not too long ago, which is crazy because we've done coaching, we've done tarot readings, we pulled energy out of the top of your head one time, <laughs> we've, we've talked to Ma, we've done pretty much every other thing besides hear from you on a soul level. So what was your experience like learning your soul colors? What really resonated with you or stuck out to you in each one? Well, I have to say that I thought we had done everything there there is to be done so I didn't know like I didn't know what I was going to gain from that soul reading because you've done readings for me in the past but it was mind-blowing honestly and very very affirming it affirmed it affirmed two sides of me that I that coexist and kind of feel like they're fighting with each other and now that I know what those two sides are and what their colors are I feel like I've like made peace between them. There's my I have light blue and dark green, and those are my two favorite colors. So my light blue side um, is like fast paced and it's idea driven, and it just wants to get the ideas that are in in my soul out into the world, and it wants things to be big. It wants my artwork to be big and. <laughs> I can't deny that anymore. Since knowing that, it's like I'm not denying myself that, and it feels really, really good. And then the dark green side is vast. You said it's vast. And that makes so, so much sense. Because I, I, one of my favorite things is to go up north where there's less, a lot less sky like light issues so I can see the stars at their fullest and I love just losing myself and losing the sense of my body in the vastness of the night sky I don't think there's any other feeling quite like that and to me I feel like that's what the other side would feel like that's what I imagine it to be like anyway and it's like the best feeling ever one of the things you told me is to not deny myself being in in big open wide open spaces in nature and I have had this like overwhelming desire to go to like the national parks and to get into these places that are just like big and grand like I've always had a fascination with that and I didn't quite know why and so that was very affirming to me that like part of my soul is really vast and it craves those vast spaces and I can only imagine what magic is going to come to me once I like get out into those spaces and I don't need to go far away even like one of the things you said was like being in hot hot tubs or like hot bodies of water and that makes a lot of sense because I love taking baths so I love that I know the major things that like give my soul that like the best feeling (laughs) To buy an original piece of Lorenz art, get a print, journal, or something else that's cool, or commission her for a mural, check the show notes for her website, her Instagram, her TikTok, and all ways of getting in touch with her. If you want to do the chakra meditations that Loren did to get in touch with your soul purpose and the information of your life that your body's already giving off, your past, your present, and your future, 
go directly to my website, www.chelseamcloudschultz.com shop, and you'll see the bundle of psychic meditations you can do as a visionary empath, which is probably why you're here. If you're interested in going deeper in a soul reading like the one that Loren has, if you want to have the confidence to hear from your past loved one in your daily life, to get a hug from them, to have the kind of conversations you might not have been able to have with them in this lifetime, and just know that your relationship continues to grow and evolve as they're on the other side, get in touch with me for Love Never Dies, the Psychic Portrait Experience, or the mini Psychic Portrait Experience. It's the ultimate memorial and psychic meditation experience so you can hear from your past loved one daily. The information for that will be in the show notes or go directly to the first page of my website, www.chelseamcloudschultz.com, and you'll see the mini Psychic Portrait Experience meeting where we'll hear from your past loved one, make sure the connection is right, and see if we're a good fit to work together in either the eight-week or five-month experience.